Pinball Mom by Lynn Patty. I sit with my three-year-old daughter in the dining room as she kicks and screams. I've tried holding her, talking to her, yelling at her, yet nothing is working to calm her. I'm asking her why we've placed her in timeout to finish the thing up, but I might as well be speaking Dutch because she has zero cognitive ability to reason through this disciplinary action. Rewind. She went missing just before lunch as I was finishing up homeschool with my older kids. We found her, quickly enough so I didn't panic, in my van, squirreling away lifesaver mints in her pocket and her mouth as fast as she could. She got caught red-handed, so the whole timeout scene ensued. It's exhausting, the disciplinary gauntlet my three-year-old creates for me, and though I know it's necessary, I never love it. Fast forward, minutes after the preschooler finally settled, I'm bopping along in the same mint-laden van, minus a few, on our way to Costco with my 12-year-old daughter and nine-year-old son, harmonizing at the top of our lungs to Hamilton. Sometimes the three of us can do three-part harmony, and it's amazing. Mom, what does ironic mean? My son asks. I search my brain's database, and all I can come up with is Alanis Morissette circa 1995. I ask my daughter, turned co-pilot, to find the song on my phone. We leave Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy to head over to Rain on Your Wedding Day and a free ride when you've already paid. He loves the song and comes up with his own irony. You buy all the toilet paper in Costco and then don't use any of it. Thank you very little, COVID-19. My two older kids stay close at Costco help me load the cart with our regular groceries and accept no for an answer as we pass by toys, books, and clothes that aren't in the budget this week. At one point, my son needs to use the bathroom and we come up with a very specific plan about where he can find me when he's done. He doesn't need me to go with him. The kids help get the stuff onto the conveyor belt and after purchasing everything, they help load it into the back of our minty van. And as we begin to drive away from Costco, I hear both kids unprompted say, thanks mom. One for some books she's been wanting to get and the other for a Lego set he paid for himself. As we get closer to our house, my daughter pipes up. It's just awful that he cheated on his wife, circling back around to the plot of Hamilton. My brain is usually caffeinated just to keep up with her myriad non sequiturs. We've talked about this particular topic many times since she started listening to the soundtrack. I reply as I have in the past, knowing that repetition is the beginning of understanding. Yes, it is awful. When you sleep with someone, you share your whole soul. Eliza knew that, Alexander knew that, and so did the other woman. That's why it hurts Eliza's heart so much and why she takes herself out of society for a while. Here, Mom, look. I pretended to do an autograph in my Wings of Fire book. It looks so real. And we're on to the next thing. I glance over from the driver's seat and see she's found a black pen and scribbled a fake autograph in the front of her new book from Costco. As we back into the driveway, I hear a groan from my son in the back seat. Do I have to help carry everything inside? Yep, you do, I say as I back into the driveway. Honestly, knowing that my older kids will help bring in our Costco haul saves my sanity and my back after a long day of homeschool, disciplining, prepping food, and shopping runs. They're my teammates, and I rely on them for some of the physical labor involved in my everyday life. One day, I will write about the time I had to bring in all the garbage bins by myself. I will title it, My Everest. Two minutes later, inside the house, the three-year-old's tantrum has faded, and she's showing me how she can carry all her levees at once and do a jump. 
It seems like her quiet time with daddy while we went to Costco served its purpose and she's back to a fully functioning toddler. I smile big and say, wow, as I shift from the deeper, older kid car conversations back to mom of the toddler. I get a snack for my two-year-old son who's just up from his nap and following me around the kitchen saying, knack, knack, like some deranged duck. I text with my mom who's taken my eight-year-old son to her place for the afternoon. She texts back that he's finished his reading assignment and that he's loving his one-on-one time with grandma. Then it hits me. I am pinball mom. Switching between littles and bigs can feel like pinball. Up, down, side, other side, diapers, preteen angst, boo-boos and band-aids, laughing together at memes, cuddles, watching shows together, middle-of-the-night bad dreams, writing assignments, copy work, spelling tests, board books, chapter books. Sometimes my interactions with my children are about stealing mints and hiding in mama's van and timeouts and opening snacks. And other times it's about the sacredness of marriage or the definition of a highly nuanced word or unsolicited thank yous. Hear me out. I will never tire of the opportunity to help guide and instruct my little kids. But the hours I've already spent guiding and instructing my older kids when they were little is starting to pay off in a way I don't think I ever could have imagined. The discussions we are able to have now and the jokes we are able to share together make all of the work I put in years ago seem worth it. This motivates me as I continue to guide and instruct my littler two babes. My older children serve as a welcome change of pace from the slog of the littles. The big ones also require a lot more deep thinking and consideration and late night chat sessions. After years of only littles, I am up for the challenge of these new older realms while still able to ping over here to witness the wonder of the little years. I am rocking my three-year-old little girl before bed, the thief who stole the van mints earlier today. Her brother, the deranged duck, is already asleep close by. We quietly sing, my God is so big. And I brush her hair away from her face and kiss her and tell her how much I love her forever, no matter what. As we rock, her big sister comes into the room. Mom, she whispers, will you come into my room next and scratch my back? Sure, sweetie. I am, after all, pinball mom. Hello, everybody. This is Lindsay Cornette, and I am so happy to be on the podcast with you today. I'm here with my friend and fellow Kindred Mom team member, Lynn Patty. Hi, Lynn. Hello, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah, thanks for sharing this essay with us. I really love this one. And as you were reading, I, at the very end there, I got uh, goosebumps because my little girl, who's three right now, loves to, me to scratch her back. And that is something that my boys have never yeah. asked for or really care about. But she's always like, Mom, will you scratch my back to my little three-year-old voice? And it made me so happy to read that. <laughs> Um, Well, we'll go ahead and we'll jump right into our little mom chat here, and I'll ask you a couple questions that we're asking all the writers this season. My first one is, what is your favorite game to play with your kids? Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess we have been playing more games recently, just being home a lot more. And um, uh, with my older three kids and my husband and brother-in-law, we are really loving two games. One is called Resistance, and the other one is called Coup. And they're both sort of um, role-playing games where, you know, somebody's the spy and you have to kind of suss out who it is and stuff like that. And they, I don't know, we've just made such great memories playing that game because my eight-year-old doesn't always get the nuances. And so he'll 
you know, tip his, tip his hand, so to speak. And if he's uh-huh. the spy and it's just hilarious. And then with my little kids, Jack and Ellie, who are three and two, well, with Ellie more, I've been doing a lot of memory games, you know, matching the cards and stuff like that. And I just love to see her light up and click when she knows that it made a match or whatever. Um, And then with Jack, he is really into sorting bears or sorting blocks or sorting lots of sorting with him and lots of puzzles. So I think that's a good overview of all the games that we like to play. Yeah, I I love that. I my kids are six, four, and three. So we are solidly in the memory game yes. phase right now. We play a lot of memory. And I'm always amazed at how my six-year-old and four-year-old have way better memories yes. than I do. They are way better at it than me. And it just kind of cracks me up. It's just amazing how their little minds work, you know, know, and are so ready to do that. I actually have memories of playing memory with my parents. And I yeah. was like, I can remember thinking, are they letting me win? Or they really just don't know where it is. (laughs) Like I was old enough to like, kind of have that in my brain. Like they might be letting me win. But then I was like, no, I don't think they actually know where it is. (laughs) That's really funny that you remember that. I totally remember that. Yes. Well, what is the best or maybe the worst parenting advice that you have received? Oh, yes. Well, okay. So when I had my first baby and I would say when she was under a year old, I feel like I heard a lot of people just say, you know, go with your gut and just do what you feel is best or whatever. And I really struggled with that piece of advice because I actually didn't know what to do. Like I actually didn't know what was best. And so... What ended up happening was I chose one voice to listen to. And at that time, it happened to be a lactation consultant who I was in touch with for the first six months, really, of of Emma's life. And I just decided I'm going to not listen to anybody else but her. And it just helped to really quiet the noise of the books and the advice and all that stuff. And so I think that's probably... although self-generated, it's kind of the best piece of advice that I ended up with was just listen to one voice, you know, so that you're just not overwhelmed by all the voices. Yeah. And I think like since then, uh, kind of like the worst advice is for me personally, I really struggle and people, people will say, Oh yeah, that's really hard. You know what though? They won't go to college in diapers or they won't go to college, you know, with a levy or whatever, a pacifier. Um, And I always just really like cringe when I hear that because I'm like, that's amazing to hear. And I do have the wherewithal to understand that whatever child will not end up as an adult acting like a child, but I have to do today. What do I do today? You know, like help me. That's what I always want is like help for this moment right now. That's the thing that I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. That's so funny that you say that because I, my grandma, my nanny Ruth, who my youngest daughter is named after, she used to say that. She said that to me all the time. She passed away before my youngest was born. But with my oldest, like she would say that all the time. Well, none of my children walked down the aisle with a pacifier in their mouth. (laughs) And I was always like, okay, like, yeah, that's true. Um, But you're right. Well, maybe it leaves a little bit of the like pressure that it it has to be solved immediately. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't really help you actually know what to like, do. In, in that this moment, you've moment. got to give me a list of what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I need a next step, please. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh man. Well, the next question is how have you grown or changed as a mom as your kids have grown and changed? Okay. Wow. I mean, it's been 13 years since I was pregnant with my first. I feel like a lot has changed. So one is letting go of some things, which has to actually do with what we were just talking about, like understanding that the arc of life is long (laughs) and the things that I am struggling with today aren't necessarily, I know I'm totally contradicting myself, but it's really the truth. Um, You know, I just feel like with my little or two, I know what to press into and what not to. Um, I feel like I used to discipline all the time, just all the time. Like that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. No, 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 no. And now it's more just like, is this worth it? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Is it worth it for this moment? Is it worth it for our family to, is it worth it for me to die my sword for this thing? You know, Um, I would say the thing that I am working on more is letting go of micromanaging, really trying to, uh, especially with my older three, like to trust them to come up with um, safe ways to play or fun games to play with the little ones or to spend their time in the way that they want to when they have free time. I just, I guess, you know, as a preschool mom, I just was really into coordinating their days. And as they get older, I just, I've realized I don't really need to do that. And my life personally is a lot less chaotic when I just let them be and do what they need to do. Yeah. So, and that's a tension, of course, because my oldest is not an adult. She's 12. So sometimes she still needs a parent. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So I feel like my relationship to my body has changed since I had my first baby. That's a huge one for me. I feel like my relationship with my husband has grown and and gotten deeper in so many ways. I can't even enumerate all the ways that parenthood has changed me. Yeah. I really love that. Um, Circling back around to what you were saying about learning to let certain things go or to not micromanage. I feel like for me, that's been one of the gifts in some ways of this quarantine season because we just have so much Much more time time together and so many fewer things that we can rely on to fill our time because we can't go anywhere or do so many things. And I just have kind of recognized that like, as much as I want to go into every day with like a plan of attack, that sometimes I just need to like let it go a little bit and let them take the lead. And if they are playing contentedly and managing themselves to just let them do that for as long as they will go. Even if they're making a mess of the house or whatever, just like let them do it. And to save whatever my agenda is for those moments when they really need me Mm -hmm. and they want my attention or... And even the discipline stuff, like, yep. I feel like I'm getting a better perspective of throughout my day, I'm going to have these 10 million different opportunities <laughs> to correct them or discipline them or whatever the case may be. And I feel like I'm getting a, a better sense a little bit of, of what's really important in the moment and what I should just sort of ignore and let go mm-hmm. for the time being. So yeah, that resonates with me. Totally. Yeah. Uh, quarantine for sure has sort of gifted us back the gift of time. Yeah. which which we sorely needed for, as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I with you too. there. Mm-hmm. Well, on a lighter note, what is something that you are watching and enjoying right now? Oh, okay. So, Lindsay, I'm a TV slash movie junkie. I really like to watch shows. I feel like this is true confessions. Um, <laughs> 
And it, it kind of is because, um, in a way, because like there's so much watching on devices and stuff, you know? Yeah. So like during nap time, quiet time, I will put a show on because I'm not needed at that moment, you know? Anyway, I do try to save my show watching for the evenings or quiet time. But, um, okay, back to the question. Um, I just finished the first season of Dead to Me on Netflix, which aside from language is a really interesting show. Um, we binged The Good Place during quarantine, Yay. which is like, yeah, it was so much fun. I actually, One of my favorites. Yep. I let Emma watch that, my 12-year-old, because it, it sparked a lot of really good conversations about heaven and, and hell and, you know, what it all means and what it means for us and what the Bible says. And um, so we did that. Um, let's see. We binged Amazon Prime had a show. Oh, my gosh. What is it called? It's called Upload. Um, I thought that was a really interesting premise and I feel like there's more. What else have we been watching? I'm a huge Outlander fan. So I did watch season oh, five of okay. Outlander. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm up, I'm up for it. I'm just up yeah. for it. I'm just like, <laughs> I love the discussions that things can bring and yeah, it's been really good for that this time, this season. Cool. Have you seen the movie Yesterday? No, I've heard of it though. Okay. And Emma wants to see it. Yeah. Okay. I think she would really like it probably. And it's, we just watched it last night, Evan and I, and we loved it. It was uh, so delightful. And it is, um, it was pretty mild, I guess I would say, but it's just so good. There's so much good music. There's a nice love story. Like it was really, really delightful. We Aww. loved it. So. Well, I am definitely going to take that one. Cause we've been, we, I've been eyeing that one. Um, wanting to see it and it's just a matter of like oh yeah I want to see that so we'll yeah. we'll do that thank you that's a good one. well that's all I've got Lynn thanks for chatting with me um, and thanks for reading this essay and sharing it with our community you got it thank you